And we are live. This is the NAI Ball Podcast. And well, we're live for the two of us, but for everyone else listening to this, it's Thursday. And this is the first ever episode of the NAI Ball Podcast. Thrilled to have you here. I'm Robert Gutierrez. I will be your host for this in all episodes of the NAIA Ball Podcast. And joining me is none other than the man himself, the genius behind the account, one of the foremost authorities on NAIA Baseball, coming live as well via Skype from an undisclosed location. I don't even know where he is. Mr. NAIA Ball himself, how are you doing today? Robbie, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with you. This is good stuff. This is going to be really good for the NAIA. Absolutely agree. Just to give you all at home an idea of the plan for this, what we hope to accomplish, where we want to go with this, this is really to highlight the NAI and its baseball from East Coast to West Coast, North to South. We want to take a look at just about every team around. I mean, if you're doing well out there, you're going to be on this quite a bit. There's teams already in the uh, Golden State Athletic Conference that have been playing for a while now. They start conference this weekend, so there's definitely some stuff we've got to go over. Really, what we're going to look at in each and every episode is what happened in the previous weekend, what's going on this weekend, some of the biggest storylines, some of the biggest coaches we're going to want to have coaches on. So if you're a coach interested in coming on the show, doing about a little bit of a 10-minute interview, let us know. Also, once we get rolling, we want to do an NAI Player of the Week. Have you on So if you're the NAI Player of the Week, you can be on the podcast. We'll have you on as well and do something cool with it. We'd like to be on iTunes here if the reception to this is really good within the near future. Definitely get rolling and be able to be downloadable in the iTunes store uh, via your iPhone or however you want to do it. So this is definitely something exciting, definitely something I think will be great. NAI Ball You know, a huge weekend ahead of us. Why don't we get it going with a top 25 countdown right now? Let's start things off. The top 25 teams in the preseason poll in the NAI. Let's start at number 25, Weber International. Then number 24, Central Methodist. 23, the Rams at Texas Wesleyan. 22, Indiana Tech. 21 are the Bobcats of St. Thomas University. Number 20 is Campbellsville. Number 19, Indiana Southeastern. Number 18, Uno. Number 17, Clark. 16 is Tabor. Sitting at number 15, Middle Georgia State. At number 14 is the Masters. At number 13, Tennessee Wesleyan. At number 12, Georgia Gwinnett. At number 11, USAO. Number 10 team in the nation, Kaiser University. Number 9, Bellevue. Number 8, Hope International. Number 6, Missouri Baptist. Also tied at number 6 will be William Carey University. Number five, Oklahoma Wesleyan. Number four, the Fire of Southeastern University. Number three, the Oklahoma City University Stars. And then number two, Faulkner University with number one, Lewis and Clark State. NAI Ball, what do you think so far on the preseason top 25? Well, it's going to be interesting to see how number one, Lewis Clark State does. They're losing a lot of their key players. You know, the core they've had, they're a three-time defending national champion but they're losing a lot of studs on that team. They're losing their arms on that team. They're losing the meat of their lineup. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they rebound, rock and reload. Like number two, Faulkner, they appear to, you know, be at the top again. 
every year they reload with talent. They picked up a first baseman from Georgia Gwinnett, Brady Hamilton, pretty good player. They got a lot of good guys there. Curious to see St. Thomas so low at 21. Not sure I agree with that ranking. I guess we'll let the season play out. Another sleeper, I think, Campbellsville at 20. They have a loaded schedule. But if they can get through that schedule, they're going to rack up some wins, and they're going to move up the pole. Definitely Lewis and Clark State and Faulkner every year, two powerhouses. You know, I, I said earlier this season, death taxes and Faulkner University good at baseball. Lewis and Clark State, the same goes for them. They are a team that is just year in, year out, very good, and it's understandable why they get to go. They've already qualified for the NAI World Series, so (laughs) they're one of the ten teams, uh, final ten teams left in the nation. OCU, the Stars over at Oklahoma City under Denny Crayball. No team in college baseball has won more games than Oklahoma City University since 1991 over I believe 1,100 wins since Probably. 1991 for Denny Crayball and the Stars at OCU. So there's definitely some teams out there. I'm definitely interested to see how Hope International does this year. I agree. Uh, they really busted onto the scene uh, last season. So there's definitely some some teams in the preseason top 25 that, that I'm excited to watch. So let's take a look at our last week's series in review now. And we'll start things out. With the For Him Classic, which took place in Phoenix, Arizona, and Mesa, Arizona, why don't you go ahead, what, what teams stood out to you? Are there any teams at all that, that stood out there to you in a battle of, of mainly teams out on the West Coast? Yeah, Ben U Mesa stood out to me. They went 3-1 and one at the tournament. They picked up wins over San Diego Christian College of Idaho and the Masters. They actually put up 17 runs on the Masters, the number 14 team in the country. It's quite impressive. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, ben Mesa, Arizona Christian, uh, the Masters is is a team that you know I believe last year they started slow as well and and really still made an impact as they found their way into the World Series over at Harris Field. So definitely a good start to the season. We'll talk in a little bit about the Shreveport Invitational, which is going to be like it's basically an opening round tournament. Loaded. So, yeah, to start the season, absolutely loaded. But let's take a look at some other series from last weekend in review. The first one we want to take a look at, Missouri Baptist traveled on down south to Georgia Gwinnett. GGC sweeps that series, game one, eight to seven Grizzlies, 10-8 in game two to the Grizzlies, and game three was five to two to Georgia Gwinnett. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia Gwinnett was just a little bit better in each game. You know, close games, each, all three. Missouri Baptist certainly had their chances to win game three. They had a no-hitter into the fifth inning. You don't see that a lot at Georgia Gwinnett. But, um, yeah, they, they kind of blew a chance. They had the bases loaded with nobody out in game three. And then uh, GGC brought in a reliever, Stone Kelly, came in, pitched the final four innings, got out of the jam, gave up no runs, gave up, and didn't give up a hit the rest of the game. Sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth were all perfect. And, you know, that really stung. Because if Missouri Baptist was able to steal a win there, it could have offset some of the momentum. But uh, a little disappointing. But they'll bounce back this weekend at Martin Methodist, no doubt. Blue Mountain College was the other series that we were taking a look at. Blue Mountain College at LSU Shreveport. That was a good one. Really quickly, shout out to Mark Cantrell. Makes all the magic happen down in Shreveport. Game one went to Blue Mountain College by a score of 8-2. to two. The Pilots bounced back in game two, winning that one 12-5. And then in an absolute barn burner, 13-10 in game three for Blue Mountain College. 
yeah, really impressive Blue Mountain to go on there to take a win, win the series over the RAC tournament champion, LSU Shreveport Powerhouse. Went to the World Series in 2012, the best team in the country that year. And um, just impressive. Jonas White was the starting pitcher in game one, shut him down. Five innings pitched, two run runs, six strikeouts, got the win. And another really impressive performance is the center fielder all weekend, Micah Hurd. Yeah, put up six hits, stole five bases in the weekend series. Not bad. Antelope Valley at Vanguard was another series we were keeping a close eye on. Game one was three to two in favor of Vanguard, but games two and three belong to Antelope Valley. Fourteen to three in game two and three to two in game three. Yeah, elite pitching by Antelope Valley in this series. They're a team that you know actually won the Cal Pack last year by one game over Benedictine Mesa, a team we mentioned earlier. Um, just strong opening round team made a win out there in opening round last year and, you know, got their feet wet. So I think they're going to be really good this year. Pitched really well. The game they lost in game one to Vanguard, they had a two to one lead in the bottom of the, going to the bottom of the 11th and they ended up losing that game. Vanguard scored two runs, took the season opener three to two, but impressive Vanguard gave up, you know, they only scored seven runs, 27 innings and that's really good pitching by UAV. We head back to Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana to be exact, to take a look at the series played between Friends at LSUA. Friends winning both of those games. Game 1, 3-1. to one. Game 2, 6 nothing. Just one run allowed by Friends. How did that go for them? I mean, the pitching, it was outstanding for Friends. And this four hits in two games, pitching staff was dominant. Sean Cruz went six innings, one earned, five strikeouts in the win. Jason Brazil went six innings, one hit, eight strikeouts. Just dominant performance by friends. They look to be a contender in the KCAC this year. Then we head on out to, well, two Sun Conference teams playing each other in non-conference matchups between Warner University and Weber International, two teams on the other side of the lake, two rival schools playing each other. The first game took place in Babson Park. The second game took place in Lake Wales. But both games belong to Warner University. Game one, two to one, and game two, for to a little bit of a surprise there to see Warner University defeat Weber International. Yeah, it's definitely a surprise. Weber International had a great year last year, made the postseason tournament, went to the opening round, made it to day three in the opening round. Yeah, so to see them drop the home and home to Warner was a little bit of a surprise. It probably says a lot about Warner. I'm looking forward to their series with Edward Waters this weekend. Now, another series that we really kept a close eye on, something interesting that happened there, Kansas Wesleyan versus Central Christian out of Kansas as well. Kansas Wesleyan swept all four games, but the big storyline came on one swing of the bat. Yeah, Kansas Wesleyan outfielder Aaron Hurd really lit up the NAIA world this weekend. He had a heart attack, was devastating, had a heart attack in class, had a teammate save him, performed CPR on him till the EMTs arrived. He was actually in a medically induced coma for a few days, had to miss all the 2017 season. But I was happy to hear that he rebounded this weekend, played his first baseball of the year, came back in 2018, hit his first career home run in the win over Central Christian on last Saturday. Just a great story for Aaron Hurd. An even better story for Rex Campbell, the guy who saved him and helped you know, just assist with CPR. Just anything like that, it's just a remarkable story, and we're just proud to hear that for Kansas Wesleyan, Rex Campbell, and Aaron Hurd. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to all three of those, Kansas Wesleyan, Rex Campbell, for saving uh, his you know, friend's life in Aaron Hurd. Just an absolute great job there, and congratulations to Aaron Hurd 
for being able to step back onto the diamond and really do something absolutely incredible, you know, after not playing for a year, having a heart attack, being in a medically induced coma, just absolutely something magical. So definitely looking forward to Kansas Wesleyan this season. Let's take a look at some of the big series ahead of us this weekend. Things will get kicked off, and we want to start it out with a with an invitational, the Shreveport Invitational, which looks more like an opening round tournament. LSU Shreveport, LSU Alexandria, Lindsey Wilson, number 17 team in the nation, Clark, and number 16, Tabor. Yeah, just a loaded invitational, without a doubt. A lot of really good hitting teams, good pitching teams. You're going to see a lot of talent down here in Treeport. Like you said, it looks like an opening round. This is going to prepare you for May, without a doubt. It's going to be exciting. I definitely, you know, Tabor every year is good. It wasn't too long ago uh, that they were just absolutely hitting the ball all over the place. I believe it was two years ago they had one of the most prolific lineups in the country. LSUS, very consistent. In, in, you know, their play. And again, I just got to give a shout out to Mark Cantrell. Because, uh, he was one of the guys that really helped me get into broadcasting there at LSU Shreveport. I know he's excited for this weekend. And that will be an exciting invitational to keep an eye on. So if you're not playing this weekend, you know, if weather's a factor somewhere, keep an eye on the Shreveport Invitational. It'll definitely be some great baseball played out there in northern Louisiana. Up next, the GSAC Preview the Golden State Athletic Conference. They get going with conference play this week. Who are some teams to keep an eye on out west? You know, some of the better matchups I'm looking forward to seeing, just seeing how they work out this week. I'd like to see, you know, Westmont, a team that's receiving votes in the top 25, just a powerhouse out of California every year. They're traveling to play Arizona Christian, a team that's 5-2. and two. So you have Westmont's 5-0 and versus Arizona Christian's 5-2. and That would be a good early season matchup. And it's conference play. These games count. These games matter. Another series, I guess you could say series, more of a, you know, each team, three teams going to play each other each twice. Number 18 team in the nation, Uno taking on Bryan and the University of the Rio Grande. That, where is that being played? And, and you know, that's going to be something definitely really good, and I kind of hope it's on the red turf there at Uno. Uh, it's unfortunately, this game will be down at Dayton, Tennessee. Not unfortunately. Shout out to Bryan College. Got a nice facility there on the hill. I like it, you know, bombs away down there. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be played at Bryan College. It's got Northwestern Ohio, a team. Northwestern Ohio, I don't know if folks have seen them. They're one of the most talented teams in the country every year. I mean, they got pitchers throwing in the 90s. They got just athletic lineup. They have a huge international connection, just tons of talented players at Northwestern Ohio. Rio Grande's a team that is really look, going into this as the underdog, which is a great program. Hard to believe they're an underdog. Brian's receiving votes in the top 25. Northwestern Ohio was a top 10 team all year last year, won the WAC conference. So, I mean, they probably are going to be the favorite to win it again this year. They're going to compete with Indiana Tech a little bit, who we'll talk about. But, yeah, it should be a really great weekend down in Tennessee. They're all going to play each other twice, and we'll see what comes of it. I really, really quickly, I know this is something that uh, we did not talk about before, but Rio Grande, uh, obviously a team since Kaiser University hosts the uh, NAI Soccer Men's National Tournament. They're a team that I'm familiar with, and every year uh, I get somebody that tells me I say it wrong because I'm from the Rio Grande Valley down in South Texas. So, you know, am I saying it right? Do you know? I don't. I just followed you. That's what we're going to do here. So, <laughs> you know, I hope so. We'll, they'll tune in and let us know next week. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's Rio Grande, though. Before we get into our series of the week, each of us picking two series that we really wanted to highlight, let's take a look at the 2018 NAI Baseball Preseason All-American team. We'll start out at catcher John Gardner out of Friends, also at catcher Ben Hill at Olivet Nazarene at first base, Andrew Warner out of Columbia in Missouri. At second base, Marcus McCorkle at Georgia Gwinnett. At third base, Matt Bandor over at Indiana Tech. Shortstop Richard Rodriguez at IU Southeast. The utility player is Glenn McLean at Indiana Tech. Outfield, Christopher Acosta Tapia over at Oklahoma Wesleyan. Another outfielder is Matthew Jarecki at Benedictine in Kansas. Outfielder Kyle Fisher at UNO. Outfielder Christian Camacho at Ben Mesa. Designated hitter Tyler Pittman at Antelope Valley. The pitching staff for the NAI Baseball Preseason All-American team looks like this. Francis Ventura over at USAO. Michael Lopez at Clark. Israel Fuentes at Faulkner. Tori Escamilla at Midland. And the relief pitcher Austin Marchant at Grandview. Which names, which guys really stick out to you? John Gardner, a catcher for friends, is just an incredible player. He's already had a really good week. He's hitting 500 after the two games, I believe. I mean, just an incredible player behind the dish. Yeah, there's definitely some guys out there. Just I know. Top, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, Marcus McCorkle is a guy that I remember from uh, Georgia Gwinnett, a guy that really made a difference. Uh, I got to see Ben Hill last year at Olivet Nazarene. Absolutely impressive out of him. I'm really excited. I like to keep an eye on pitchers. So we'll definitely have to see how these preseason All-Americans, how their season progresses and goes into the year. Any pitchers that really stand out to you from last year? Yeah, Michael Lopez for Clark pitched really well for them. He has a lot of experience. So he'll be one of the – Clark has a lot of new players this year. they got a lot of new guys coming in. So I would look for him to be a leader on that team. Probably good to see him down there on the All-American list. Lopez and Fuentes. Lopez, of course, out of Clark. Fuentes out of Faulkner. Both of those guys – yeah. Out of California, you know, so quite a few California players on there. I see one Canadian uh, out of huh. Oklahoma Wesleyan. So definitely some stuff to keep an eye on on our 2018 NAI Baseball Preseason All-American team. Now let's get into the big series this weekend. Each of us went ahead and picked two series we wanted to keep an eye on this weekend. And Mr. NAI Ball, I will let you kick us off. The big series I'm looking forward to this weekend, number 15, Middle Georgia State, hosts number 13, Tennessee Wesleyan. That's going to be a really good one. Middle Georgia won 46 games last year. Tennessee Wesleyan won 41 games. Two teams that were really close. Both played into day three of the opening round. It's going to be a three-game series, and I'm just really looking forward to it. It's a cross-conference matchup. you got the AAC versus SSAC. Looking forward to this one. It's going to be a really good game. Is there anything out West? You know, we talked a little bit about the uh, Golden State Athletic Conference beginning their conference play this year. Is there anybody out there that, you know, if you're not doing anything, there's a series to watch? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing William Jessup go to Hope International. William Jessup, a lot of people don't know, Jake McKinley, the former Menlo coach, and Menlo was a top 25 team last year. He's taken over William Jessup, a team that, you know, in their history, they've never won more than 10 games. They've already won six games, and we're not even in February yet. Like, this program has turned around for the better, and to see them go on the road to number 8, Hope International, that's going to be a really good matchup. It's really nice to see where they stand out. 
definitely one to keep an eye on. William Jessup and Hope International out west. And, well, by the time you listen to this, it will be February. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. William Jessup definitely turning things around. Six wins, a team that has really struggled to get over the 10-win mark. So maybe could find that this weekend or at least inch themselves closer to it. On my end, two series I want to keep an eye on. The first one down in Babson Park, Florida. Number 12, Georgia Gwinnett traveling south to take on number 25, Weber International. Brad Stromdahl and Georgia Gwinnett every year are good. They're a fantastic team every year. They've got a beautiful facility there at Georgia Gwinnett. But Brad Niehammer and the Warriors just progress every single season. They're a team that has gotten better and better and better. I'm definitely interested to see what they can do this year. I know you mentioned it earlier, you know, Weber International had a heartbreaker at Georgia Gwinnett last season. You know, why don't you go ahead and, and talk a little bit about what you see in this series? Yeah, I think Weber really needs to, you know, kind of rebound, you know, not trying to put all the pressure on them at an 0-2 start, but you don't want to start the season 0-5, especially in the Sun Conference. I mean, you know how loaded that conference is. But um, I don't think they need to win the series or anything like that. I just think they need to rebound, keep playing their baseball. They pitched well last week. I mean, they don't think they only gave up six runs. So, I mean, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to win some games. they got a lot of talent this year. And then my second series is uh, more of a, a game or a series that I wish I could be at. It'll be Bethany taking on Texas Wesleyan down in Fort Worth. Now, the reason that this is my pick is, well, Bethany College, a new head coach, Jeremy Kennedy, somebody that I've known very well. Uh, you know, I was with him over at Northwood University in Texas. We came on over to Kaiser University together, and now he's gone on to take the reins at Bethany College. He's going to do fantastic to turn that program into a national powerhouse. Texas Wesleyan is a team that has made a lot of strides recently, and their assistant coach, Robert Garza, brought me in to Northwood University, Texas. So I'm definitely excited for that one. I know um, Coach you know, Garza and Coach Kennedy, I don't even know if they've been talking to each other this week. I don't know if they've been talking to each other at all this week. So I'm definitely excited. I know a lot of the guys from, from Dallas are going to be down there uh, watching them. So that's something that I've been waiting for a long time. The Rams were so close last year. At OCU in that opening round, a heartbreaker. You know, why don't you talk a little bit about this series? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it with this series. Yeah, like Texas Wesleyan last year came up a little bit short. I remember William Carey ended their season with a heartbreaking home run. James Land just parked one. But um, this year, you know, Texas Wesleyan has talent. They're going to be good. Bethany is, you know, I'll be honest, the team that I'm really looking forward to seeing more, just to see where they're at. They're coming in with a coach from Kaiser that's dominated and went to the World Series last year. I'd like to see what Bethany can do. Yeah, it'll definitely be something to watch. That's where, uh, you know, that's what I'll be watching this weekend. I'll have my eye on that. Now, a little bit off topic here. You know, Super Bowl Sunday coming up. I got to ask, do you have a Super Bowl prediction? I'll tell you what, if you give me your Super Bowl prediction, I'll give you mine. Deal. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. I don't pick against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I don't. I mean, I know he's lost twice to the Giants, but I like his track record other than that. And if the Eagles had Carson Wentz, maybe this would be a different story, but I'm rolling with New England. All right, well, since you gave me yours, I'm kind of stuck. I am a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, I just – 
I don't believe you can be a Dallas Cowboy fan and uh, root for Philadelphia as much as I don't want to see uh, New England get their sixth ring. I definitely have to uh, lesser of two evils. So New England, I'm taking the Patriots. I think it's going to be a close game, 24-20 in that area. So I definitely want to watch that. Uh, but as far as rooting interests go, uh, go Patriots, and I'd rather watch the commercials. So that, that's, <laughs> def- that's definitely where I will be. So, you know, I is there... Sunday. I mean, it's Shreveport Invitational Sunday to me, man. I'm looking forward to Tabor and <laughs> Clark, but uh, yeah, I'll probably get around to watching the game. You know, so right before we wrap this up, anything else you want to add coming up here? Yeah, I would like to just reach out to all the players and coaches that follow me and fans and parents. I really appreciate y'all following my Twitter account, NAIA Ball. This is something I put together last year. I've been following NAI since I enrolled at NAI school a few years back, and it's just something I love to do, and I appreciate y'all tuning in and I get a lot of people that thank me, and I just want to thank you all. And if we didn't mention your team this week, like Robbie said in the beginning, if you win, you'll get talked about. You can't avoid it. There are teams last year that I never thought I would have been tweeting about at the end of the year, but that's just what happens. You win, we'll talk about you. Yeah, it'll definitely be definitely be something great. I'm looking forward uh, to all of this. And like you said, you're enrolled at an NAI school. I went to an NAI school. I did a little bit of it all, you know, at Northwood University in Texas and then also – with Kaiser University in a totally, totally, a lot of different uh, roles in both of those universities. So I'm definitely excited for this. It's a chance to spotlight the NAI. It's a chance to really get us to look at the NAI as the season progresses. You know, these episodes will become longer and longer. You know, if you're a coach and you want to be on the show, let us know. Obviously, you know, you can talk to NAI Ball at NAI Ball on Twitter. You can talk to me, hashtag shameless Twitter plug, at RobG1063. So, you know, you can let me know if you're interested in being on the show. We'll tell you how. This is definitely something that as the season progresses and guys go out there and have unbelievable performances, we're going to name you our NAI Player of the Week. You know, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll come down and, and really decide, and we'll get you on the show. You know, this is something that we want to – Keep doing week in, week out. Every Thursday, we're going to try and release a new episode going into the new weekend. And like I said, if you're not on this week, if we haven't talked about your team, really this has been a more of a focus on the West Coast with the GSAC starting and then a Top 25 show as well. And not every team in the nation's getting going. I know there's some teams up north that started earlier. They played a little bit of fall ball. And there's still 20, 25 days until their season gets underway. We'll get you on here. We'll talk about you, and we look forward to talking about you. NAI Ball, before I go, any final words? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to this weekend, mainly focused on that Shreveport Invitational. A lot of the games you can view online at lsushreveportathletics.com, so check that out. You can check them out the Shreveport play Tabor, Clark, and Lindsey Wilson, those are all going to be opening round teams. And let's not sleep on LSU Alexandria. I don't think we mentioned them enough. You know, they got swept by friends last Yeah, they got swept by friends last week, but this is a team that's won the RRAC three times in a row. I mean, they're three-year defending conference champs. So, I mean, they're going to make this a fun weekend. Definitely a weekend to look forward to, and as the season gets rolling, more and more to come here on the NAIA Ball Podcast. So that'll do it for us for episode number one. Remember, you like it, you love it. Share us, let us know who we should be talking about. Let us know 
what teams we should be talking about. We're always open to talk NAIA baseball. For NAI Ball, I'm Robert Gutierrez. Until next time, you've been listening to the NAI Ball Podcast.